With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. Damn straight. That's right. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Mac Jones. Their sense is that he is further along than any rookie quarterback they've had passed through the system. Today's guests, ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington, 14-year NBA veteran Kendrick Perkins, baseball Hall of Famer Rod Carew, today's show co-host Craig Melvin, plus Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh. Then. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host sitting in my chair in Los Angeles, California. Let me get my best dad ever signed straight because the one-year anniversary of receiving this is coming up on Sunday. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you, sir? I'm great, and if Kawhi wants my healthy knee, he can have it. How are you, Mike Del Tufo? I'm doing are you very good well. over there? I'm doing very good well, Good to see Rich. you good over there. How are you, uh, TJ Jefferson, sir? Good to see you over I, there. I've been better, Rich. Okay. Uh, I've been better. Well, been you know better. what, I I think you guys are making reference to some things that are going on in the world. Um, uh, here's it's interesting. Uh, I want to thank Ryan Lee for taking this chair yesterday while I spent the day uh, hanging with the fam. Um, is my uh, my twelve year old uh, graduated uh, from uh, his his grade school to the middle school, and that was a big moment in my household. And, nice, that's awesome. Uh, and and so uh, the last time I was sitting in this chair, uh, I remember then. Uh, two days ago, when uh, when I, when I when I left the chair, um, the uh, conversation was the uh, uh, in the NBA in certain circles, Twitter circles. Let's put it that way. Uh, Kevin Durant was a superstar who couldn't do jack squat without other superstars, and I was wondering if this was Chris Paul's moment. Oh, and Kawhi Leonard was healthy, and Scott Brooks was the uh, was the head coach of the Washington Wizards, and Stan Van Gundy was the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. And by the way, all those things were 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 still up for you know interpretation, or, or were actually not facts, um, with the exception of Durant, as of about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> and it's noon Eastern time. Like, what is going on? Let's hit the Durant thing first. How stupid was that? That the fact that that Kyrie uh, lands on Giannis's foot, he goes out, and the uh, the bottom falls out of the nets in Milwaukee. You know where the crowd is back in full throat post-pandemic, <laughs> and we're all blaming Durant. How the hell did you not absorb losing Kyrie uh, at the end of the first half and put the entire team on your back and beat Giannis and Chris Middleton, who's playing out of his skull, and the rest of the Bucks in their home court? How, how did you not do that, Kevin? You're supposed to be an all-time great. How stupid was that? We, we called it out at the time. We called it out at the time, and it's easy to call out stupid stuff. It really is easy to call out stupid stuff. So we're not really patting ourselves on the back. We're not going to separate one shoulder to pat ourselves on the other shoulder. But, uh, uh, you know, Durant is definitely, what, the the one superstar in the league you can count on to hear what's being said about him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he'll read it. 
right? Or or finding out about it? He'll Don't you think? Out. Like he's yeah. he, he knows all. Okay. How does forty nine points, seventeen rebounds, ten assists in forty eight minutes hit you? And 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 Harden comes back. And if we had told you he would have a, a stat line of five, six, and eight and shoot one of ten from the floor, you'd say, well, Durant would have to do that, right, in order to win. Oh, yeah. And and last night, with Durant reasserting his legacy that was called into question, even though his legacy as one of the best players of all time, certainly at that position, certainly with his height and weight, certainly with all of that not really in question in most sane corners of the world, but in the haterade being sprayed all over the place corners of the world, 49, 17, and 10 in 48 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And and much of it coming when it looked like the Bucks were asserting themselves with, as Steve Nash referred to his team, a wounded Nets team. Because Harden clearly isn't the figurative, literal 100%. Kevin Durant is an all-time great. Good for you, Kevin Durant. But last night, in my estimation, proves as well this isn't the super team you think it is. It is a super team. It's not a super team. Lowercase it is S. a super, super team. team. You started the super team, bro! Well, that's one iteration of super team. <laughs> but this is a team that is super. No Kyrie half of a Harden, mm-hmm. although he did log 46 minutes. Yeah. And he did just get to the line three times, which for him sometimes is somehow one possession. Huh. That's it. Sometimes he'll Euro step you and he'll get fouled because he's jumping into you, but he started from the three-point line. He's just trying to make contact. He'll go to the line three times, and that's just one possession. That was a full game for him. Three for three from the line. That guy is just built to go to the line. You look at him, he'll go to the line. <laughs> you look at him the wrong way and they'll whistle, hey, he's going to the line. I didn't touch him. Yeah, but he's hardened. <laughs> Jeff Green, 27 points and 35 minutes off the bench. Blake Griffin, what the hell? That's the only thing you could say. What the hell? Jeff Green. And then and even one of the more savvy, important plays of the night, veteran plays of the night, when, you know, Giannis is at the line, and God bless him. I mean, what a what a horror show it is. Literally, I have to w- watch him shoot free throws through my hands, and I, I don't. And I'm not emotionally invested in the Bucks. I can only imagine what you Milwaukee fans must be like. And he did pretty well from the line last night, but he did miss one towards the end that they he really needed to yeah. make. And PJ Tucker was going to get that rebound, but man, did Blake Griffin hook him? He had him by the arm and totally veteran hooked him. And P.J. Tucker was angry as all get out because Blake was not called for the foul. And Blake kind of smirked and laughed at him and gave him this look as he walks up the floor. Gotcha. Blake's good at that move. By yeah. Oh, is he ever? Gotcha. <laughs> 17 points for Blake Griffin. This is a super team, man. And they're proving it. That was a prove it moment last night. And the Nets did it. Good for them. Now you have to sit here and wonder if the Bucs are going to win game six. 
You know, uh, and and then what happens then? Will Coach Bud join the former head coaches of the Indiana Pacers and the Portland Trailblazers, now the Washington Wizards, now the New Orleans Pelicans? Will that Milwaukee job be open at this point next week? You're, you believe it is. You I, think he's I, dead coach I, walking yeah. right now. I, I well, believe he's he got to win two in a row. He's got to win two in a row. He's got to win two in a row. But then even still, I mean, he might get Marty Schottenheimer. Remember Marty went 14-2 and two and lost in the playoffs and still got fired. I mean, I, I think. Celtics job now open too. Jeez. Just stay, Juwan. I don't care. I'll just say it. Just stay. All right. Now, now, that, I, now that I'm done with that. <laughs> I agree with you on that oh, one. Please. Chris Paul, man. Those are the three words. Chris Paul, man. Chris Paul, man. Chris Paul, man. Unbelievable. Jalen Rose says he's vaccinated. Jalen would know. That's what Jalen Rose said. As we all know, Chris Paul, it was learned today, is in COVID protocols out indefinitely. That word indefinitely scares the crap out of you, certainly if you're a Suns fan. But I don't know. I I, 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 I don't know. Uh, now, now that we're a fully vaccinated world or becoming one or hoping to become one or nearing one or if in the NFL you're halfway to one you know uh, if the man's fully vaccinated then you're sitting here scratching your head because this is just an unbelievable blow and I'm hoping he is fully vaccinated because that might change the protocols I don't know I guess they're still testing people who are still even fully vaccinated and uh, the thing I just don't understand, I'll be honest with you, is uh, all that I read up about it, know about it. If you're fully vaccinated, you can still get it. But if you get it, you're not hospitalized. But you're not supposed to be able to give it either. And I guess the NBA is just taking the ultimate in in um, in in abundance of caution and sitting them out. Now, the good news for the Suns is is it looks like the uh, Suns and Clippers ge- series was going to go all seven until you learn Kawhi's knee is now banged up to the point where he's out potentially for the rest of the series. As he suffered the knee injury uh, in, in the game four victory for the Clippers. And now here comes game five tonight in Utah and no Kawhi and... That should be a wrap the minute they jump that thing up. Now, you never know, but you you, you never know. You never know. And maybe the good. Clippers could force a game seven, but I, again, I'm looking at this through the lens of the Suns who need the amount of time to get a guy who's apparently fully vaccinated through COVID protocol when you nobody else is in it. And then, of course, the NBA, I think, needs to make some sort of a statement about this as to why Chris Paul is in a COVID protocol and LeBron was not. Now, LeBron might not have been COVID positive, as Chris Paul allegedly is. But it's so damn confusing, and it's so typical that Chris Paul is now sidelined when it looks like he's finally... Getting past the velvet ropes that have been put up by the basketball basketball gods on the health front. I'm so confused. I'm not going to lie. I'm totally confused. If the guy is fully vaccinated, why is he sitting at home? Now, Jalen Rose is saying that 
he thinks that he should be back. Great. I hope he's right. I hope he's right. But I will just say this to Suns fans. I'll just say this. Remember I mentioned the other day, Christopher and TJ and Mike, that when you want to deal so badly in mm-hmm. your life, your house, any sort of negotiation, there's two times, that's my mantra, there's two times where you feel like it's just not going to happen. Two times. <laughs> the first time happened with Chris Paul when it looked like his shoulder right. was getting cupped and taped mm-hmm. and knocked out and put back in. And all of a sudden, Monty Williams is like, yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And then it didn't You're turn like, out oh, to be. okay, great. This is the second. How about that? This is the second when you think it's not going to happen. He could be out there on Sunday because he is fully vaccinated. Get fully vaccinated, people. And I hope this is not used by certain portions of the country to say, well, look, you could still get it, so what's the point of getting it? Because he might be hospitalized otherwise. It might be keeping him out of the hospital. And it certainly might put him back on the court faster than not. I'm confused. And then Clippers, I, I don't know, TJ. I, I think you got a problem. And these playoffs, I don't I mean, they have just been out of control in terms of the number of star players who have gotten hurt and then the lack of predictability, which I'm sure the league loves. MB didn't make a single field goal in the second half mm-hmm. in Atlanta. I thought they had that. I thought they had three one coming up and they were gonna finally slay the Trey Young Dragon. Somebody was going to do that, but now there's a big game five coming up there. I can't imagine that Kawhi and the, the, the that the Clippers win win this series, beat the Jazz without Kawhi. I think that's going to be a wrap. He's so important defensively too. But best of luck to your Clippers tonight, sir. Guys, got to step up, and that's, that's who's the one. Is. I mean, it's playoff. It's playoff P. He's going to have to be Durant P. Well, He's I mean, Paul, to be playoff Durant. Paul's been killing it. He, he'll never get the credit because he, people no, only oh, want Hold it. on a second. He had a terrific last two games. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, Paul George slander is the thing, right? Like, it is the thing. It's yeah, the, it thing. the thing. So people won't even give him the credit. But, you know, it's next man up. Someone's got to step up. I mean, how but do you replace Kawhi? I don't know. You don't. But if Luke Kennard can throw in a nice game and Terrence Mann can get some run... Mm-hmm. And, Morris has to and keep Reggie Jackson has to Reggie. keep being Mr. June, then I think they can scratch together and make this a game. I mean, the spread jumped four points this morning. Rich, I know you're not paying attention to those things, but Utah was a three-point favorite. Kawhi ruled out. Now it's seven points. So the desert obviously thinks this is a huge deal, and yeah. the Clippers can't overcome it. Well, I think Terrence Mann is going to have to conjure some of the greats to come out of the corner to help out the Clippers tonight. <laughs> I think you're right. I'm not worried about the Sixers that you brought up and beat. I'm not worried about them too much. I still think they're going to take out the Hawks. Well, and then just, you know, these are the way things go uh, in our business. Um, I, I, you know, I'm sitting there um, going through the graduation day with the family and somebody texts me, hey, two or through five interceptions during practice, you should get Jeff Darlington on the show tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, we'll do that. He'll be first up because (laughs) outside of the Nets Bucks, what is there to talk about in the NBA? Isn't that crazy how things work, Christopher? I, I said that this morning before you got here. Like, that was the big kind of story totally. yesterday. It was like... No, I know that. And it still is. I mean, it's still a, a major story yeah, that will play out during, story, during but... the fall. And we are all, you know, football crazed here. But Kendrick Perkins is our second guest yes, today. He's yes. just not our first guest. That so all out. of what we've just discussed 
We're going to revisit at the top of the second hour. That's why we've got three hours. <laughs> um, but Jeff Darlington's going to join us in five minutes' time because Tua threw five interceptions <laughs> he during minicamp yesterday. And apparently it's, you know, the conversation. It was a passing camp and it's just be aggressive throw doesn't matter what windows you have and I guess Tua just threw everything at everybody and it didn't matter if you throw any interceptions and then that's interesting that you hear that because in in football every practice every rep is important and you want to mimic what will happen during the fall as much as possible and five interceptions is not what you want ever you don't want the ball on the ground you want the ball in the defense's hands that's the way it works in the National Football League or in any football at any level. And if two is not the guy in Miami, that is a major problem. And we already heard rumblings during last year, and I don't understand why there are rumblings even now, but it is still an important story as to what's going on in Miami, certainly with Deshaun Watson sitting out there wherever the heck he is, under whatever circumstances is going on between lawyers and masseuses. He's still sitting out there. That's a fact. Rod Carew's going to join us. His book that he came on last year to promote is now in paperback. And I cannot wait to ask Rod Carew the question uh, that many people are saying, including you sometimes, Christopher. The cheating's been going on a long time in baseball, so what's the big deal now? Spider tack is the big deal. And we've already heard now uh, so many people complaining about what pitchers are putting on the baseballs, it didn't take long for a pitcher to say, we're getting ready for our spider tackless world and I'm getting hurt because stuff that we have been using for some time, not named spider tack, like rosin and sunscreen, have caused me to be seriously hurt. That's Tyler Glass now of the Tampa Bay Rays. Big time ace. We've already now seen an injury that a pitcher's blaming on baseball coming down on things other than what he's been using, causing him to not use it and now get hurt, and baseball hasn't officially cracked down on anything yet <laughs> by suspending players. They're just warning him it's coming. Craig Melbourne from the Today Show, uh, he's got a, a terrific book, um, Learning to Be a Son and a Father. He's the author of Pops, Learning to Be a Son and a Father, available now where all books are sold. It is Father's Day coming up on Sunday, so it'll be a great chat with him. And uh, I ran into Keenan Allen on a golf course just last week, and now he's on this show. Oh, how about that? How about that? I saw him. I said, hey, I'd like to get you on the show. He's like, sure. I'd like to call the charges. Now here's Keenan Allen. (laughs) Funny how that works. A guest of of Joe Hayden that day. Oh, is he a stick, Keenan? I don't know. I will ask him personally. All right. So he will be joining uh, us uh, in the very, very end of the show. You threw out at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. When we come back, talk some football. Jeff Darlington, I don't think he's offended. We'll ask him if he's got that sweatshirt on. Oh, yeah, we'll hit that Aaron Rodgers stuff, too. (laughs) Complicated fella. (laughs) Is he offended or is he not offended? All right, we'll hit that later on. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show with Jeff Darlington. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed What's the most pissed off you made Nick Saban ever? Oh, when I took the sack second and 26 <laughs> in a national in championship. That game. <laughs> you mean the one that you immediately made up for with an amazing play yes, that sir. put you on the map? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that, that sack? Yeah. Okay. That was the sack. So um, walk me through how that, uh, how, what he said to you, if you can, in a, in a certain way on a live yeah, well, radio I, TV broadcast. I mean, I could only see it on camera, you know, um, how mad he, he was. That was probably the most pissed off, though, I, I, I think he's ever been. I mean, he, 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 was, he was squeezing his headset so hard. <laughs> and then, um, you know, like, it was hard because the emotion was, like, so mad to so happy, you know, so fast for him. And, you know, we got into the locker room when everything settled down. I mean, he was still still the same coach, you know, yeah. he pulled me to the side. Like, what, what were you thinking? You know, um, so like after you sack. won, after you won the game, mm-hmm. and you picking confetti out of your hair, he still took a moment yeah, in that being, moment to revisit. Yeah, that. Sack. Yeah, being who he is, I mean, you know, he he pulled me to the side. And he said, you know, well, why did you take the set? Right. You know, and I, I thought it was a good time to joke with him. You know, so I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we won the national championship, so I told him, I told him, well, you know, we, we needed more room to throw the ball, coach. You know, and, like, he looked at me, and, like, I was laughing. He's like, that's not funny. <laughs> so, so, I mean, Come I didn't on. know what else to do in that situation. I was like, okay, I, I'm sorry, coach. So I shook his hand, and he just moved off. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, man. I wow. love that story. Yeah. That made my favorite story the whole week. So you just figured, yeah, hey. I was like, oh, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) 
thought it was a good time to joke, but it wasn't. Wow. Yeah, nope. It's never a good time, I guess, in that respect. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for our entire archive. You can also listen to us every day on demand on our podcast on the Cumulus Podcast Network. So you check that out. Uh, also, my pod just getting started every single Wednesday. Today's episode with Kelsey Grammer, star of Cheers and Frasier. Nice. And he talked about his uh, Frasier reboot. You can get all that on the Cumulus Podcast Network, right? Uh, where all podcasts are acquired. Um, you've pissed off our Wisconsin radio affiliate. Good job, Chris. Good job. I saw that during the commercial break. I, I mean, I that. said that it was um, well it was done. on no, me. They good. tried to blame you. No, it's, it's okay. Right. There's only 23 of them, Chris. It's okay. Let's go one by one. <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> I mean, I would I'm say. For one I, segment, and I got a this guy. I would this say, guy. I, Very come good. Come on, man. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, one big happy family on our Peacock, NBC Sports on Peacock channel, and this Rich Eisen Show radio station. We appreciate all of you out there. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show, once again, is my old colleague from uh, NFL Network Days now, sitting there in South Florida on the worldwide leader in sports, talking NFL every single day nationally, as well as what's going on with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, our friend Jeff Darlington back here on the show. How are you, Jeff? Jeff hey, that Tua story was fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one we just played on our Peacock with him at the Super Bowl. How? Oh, okay, was that, did everybody not hear that? No, the radio network did not, but that's great that you, um, I know you're on hold. I'm more than happy to talk about it. That Tua at the, at the Super Bowl in South Florida. Um, back in uh, 2020, 2019, 2020 calendar year, saying that Nick Saban went up to him after he won the national championship with a throw that dug them out of such a deep hole that he put them in because he took such a terrible sack. He, he joked with Saban um, uh, at the time. And um, that's interesting that he chose to do that. But it's, you know, Tua was feeling you know, his oats, that's for sure. You know, that reminds me of uh, another story about the other guy, the, the other Saban, which is Bill Belichick. I was at the uh, the Patriots uh, after party, and Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola are spraying champagne all over each other. And Julian Edelman says, "Where's Bill with the champagne bottle?" And he's going to spray. This is after he gets the MVP. He's going to spray Bill Belichick, and Danny Amendola stops him and says, "You can't do that, man." And he goes, "What's he going to do? Fire me?" And Danny Amendola looks at him and says, "Yes." <laughs> 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 Those guys don't joke around, man. <laughs> they don't, I know. And uh, Brian Flores comes from the Belichick coaching right. tree, as we know. So um, walk me through uh, what happened in Dolphins' yeah. minicamp, mandatory minicamp with their quarterback that kind of has to work out, one would say, yeah. right now, yeah. the way things look in Miami. Go for it, Jeff Darlington. So, yeah, I think this, this one requires a lot of context and, and well beyond the headline that is, that is obvious, which is Tua Tungavailoa throws five interceptions during minicamp practice. Um, so here's the deal. First of which, this is not, I'm not going to completely sugarcoat this thing. He didn't look great. He didn't look great before the torrential rain. Um, even when he wasn't throwing interceptions, he didn't look great. Um, and and this, is, this is a guy who I talking to people in the organization, including yesterday before practice, people kept saying he's different. He, he came back different. He looks better physically. He seems better mentally. He just seems more prepared for what he's about to endure. Um, after practice, I talked to somebody who said, look, here's the deal. 
I, I can tell you, I heard it. Flores told them before practice, like, this is a, he called it a passing camp. He said, this is a teaching camp, uh, that this is the time to be aggressive, to make mistakes. Uh, I want you firing downfield. I, I want you doing those things that maybe you wouldn't do during games in the season. So, um, you know, it's somewhere down the middle here. Like, is it cause for concern? It's a June mini camp. Probably not. But for a guy that is coming under such uh, obvious wonder about what he's going to do in year two, we're going to probably criticize and look at everything he does, including a practice in which he throws five picks. So fair is probably somewhere down the middle. So then let's 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 put the five picks aside for a moment and, and just um, say that's the reason why we're having this conversation now on, on June 16th, right? Yeah, that right. that but but it's still a conversation that was being had while he and Fitzpatrick um were on the same roster last year and Fitzpatrick as Fitzpatrick usually does gets the gig back for uh right. a couple of quarters when the Dolphins needed to make the playoffs and it was obvious that Tua was struggling mm-hmm. to try and get the Dolphins to that spot and now comes the whole conversation um, about Deshaun Watson. Let's be flat out straightforward about this, that right. the Dolphins have the draft capital still to go and get Deshaun Watson should he prove to be a viable quarterback. So let's just use this now as the backdrop and revisit what you said about him showing up differently in Miami. What, what do they mean? What, what are you hearing about that? What, are, what do Dolphins front office, if not coaches, tell you on that front what's the deal there look i mean i think that they're trying to be as supportive as possible of tua and and what he can do this season and i also think that they they at this point when we talk about Deshaun watson they have to be because let's be honest Tua right now throwing six pit or five picks in a minicamp practice still isn't as bad as or as curious as the future of Deshaun watson um, we don't know enough about whether and when he will be available. It is way too speculative. Like I, try, I started to go down this same sort of avenue in my own head yesterday as I'm watching Tua throw these picks about Watson, and then I'm sitting there saying, when is Watson going to be available? Is he going to play at all this year? And, and I understand we want to be as fair as possible to this process, but even if this process is played out expeditiously what does that even mean so yes if Tua goes into training camp and struggles and Deshaun Watson's picture is more clear I don't know how the Dolphins can't consider it but there is a lot that has to happen in the coming months for that to go from a conversation between us and a reality for the Miami Dolphins so then let's just uh, stay here for a second before we revisit how Tua has shown up differently what are you hearing on this I mean he's yeah, what's going on on that front? Look, I've heard everything from his footwork is better to look. He's not worried about. He's not having to do. You know, this time last year, he was having to combine learning a playbook with rehabilitating a hip. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of factors that people seem to think will make him better. Uh, I also can't ignore, despite maybe it being a little unfair, what you brought up about Fitzpatrick last year. And if we go back to that final game that they lost in the playoffs that final game of the year when Fitzpatrick had COVID and 
if Fitzpatrick did not have COVID, you cannot convince me for a second that he is not in that game in the second half. And what kind of conversation are we now having if that was the case? If Tua couldn't finish out that game and then also was struggling now. I think he deserves the patience that the Dolphins are giving him, but I do understand those who are wondering if he is the answer. It'll play out. It's going to play out in front of us. We're going to see it. Um, I, I get both sides of it, to be completely clear. Jeff Darlington here on the Rich Eisen Show. I mean, Tua did admit earlier this this uh, spring that he wasn't as well-versed in the playbook as I guess he needed to be. And I don't know how he could have been, Rich. I, I'll, I would defend him there. Right. You know, last year was weird, man, with COVID, with his hip. Like, I get that. I, I do understand why maybe he, he's, his transparency in that, you know, I, I get that it gets a little bit of attention, but I kind of understand it. And maybe, maybe he shouldn't admit it, <laughs> but he is, he is nothing if not an honest and vulnerable human. Hmm. This is so fascinating to me, Jeff, because of who he was in college and the story that the Dolphins pretty much the minute he looked off of safety to beat Georgia in the national championship game mm-hmm. changed their entire process yep. to get him. Burrow throws 60 touchdowns, thus Tua is available for them, mm-hmm. but so is Justin Herbert, who has a season in which he had the same – off season, right, Jeff? Where he didn't yeah. have this, he didn't have uh, on-field workouts. He didn't have any of that, and he's told literally five minutes before a game, "You're starting against Patrick Mahomes," and yep. winds up being and rookie of the runs, winds up being rookie of the year. And we're sitting here wondering why Tua's, um, you know, uh, uh, talent level can't uh overcome lack of playbook knowledge in the same way that we saw Herbert do it this past year. And and, and, and Rich, that's that's the <laughs> I feel like I've contradicted myself ten times. And I'm not just trying to agree with you by any means here, but like that's the weird thing about this. Like when you try to just treat the Tua situation in a vacuum, you can be patient, you can be understanding. But then when you start to bring in these other factors, whether it's Deshaun Watson's potential availability whether it's the fact that they could have had Justin Herbert. And there's no way, there's no way that even the ardent Tua fans, the guys who are most supportive, can't in the back of their heads be sitting there still saying, man, Herbert looks good. I mean, you, you can't, he's, he just, he looks, he's so clearly at this point a franchise quarterback. So I, I, I am equally fascinated um, by what feels now to be more, of an experiment than a conviction into it. And, uh, and I will be down here for every minute of it. Jeff Darlington here on the rich Eisen show, uh, fresh off of the Miami dolphins, um, going through the motions. It seems right now, how many interceptions did Jacoby Brissett throw yesterday? He threw two, two of his own. Oh my gosh. So everybody's <laughs> just mean, swinging it all over the lot, huh? I mean, it was, it was torrential. I mean, like I, again, I'm not, it was, it, the, the rain was ridiculous. <laughs> It was ridiculous. It wasn't that L.A. rain. Let me tell you what, Rich. Okay. So uh, (laughs) what can you tell me about what you're hearing on the Aaron Rodgers front? What do you got for me from what your Um, sources are telling me? You know, it's funny. I keep keep hearing that it's not about the contract. It's not about the money. Um, What's it about? I keep hearing in my conversations that it's about the contract. It's about the money. (laughs) You know, and maybe it's it's somewhere in between. Like, from what I understand, like, I I see him wanting – 
the type of security that not only provides him faith in this year, but faith that if he winds up with another team because the Packers decide to move on, that he will still be equally secure. And that's a complicated statement, but this is a complicated situation. And I'm not going to just call him a complicated seller because I think the Packers also probably need to do a better job of managing this thing from the outside as well. <laughs> when he wore that sweatshirt yesterday, I'm offended. Do you think yeah, he do you think he really is offended or he's making fun of media members wondering if he's offended? I can't I, figure that one out. I can't I, I can't feel him out either, man. The second <laughs> I, I and I think that's his goal, just to throw chaos into the mix. Like he he's a I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll agree with Mark Murphy. Aaron Rodgers is a complicated seller. I'm just not the CEO who's trying to convince him to come work for me, so I feel a little bit more okay saying it than maybe Mark should. No, that's what I was saying on Monday when this whole thing came up, is, you know, you've been through all the collective bargaining agreement labor wars, that which is the ultimate negotiation that anybody who covers the NFL, certainly for the last 10, 15, 20 years, will recall. Right. That's, it, we, we may not see yeah. any greater uh, negotiation in the National Football League than that one. Any statement can send anybody sideways. Anybody, You're right? And You're so, right. and so, you know, um, to say complicated fella, that also indicates to the fan base who's the the jury in the court of public opinion. We're not the complicated one. You know, we'll, we'll have him in. He's the complicated yeah. fella. Like that's the way it, it comes across. Even though Mark Murphy probably did not mean it that yeah, way. He, you know, so, maybe he didn't mean it that way. But Rich, he did the same thing like a week earlier in a Q and A on the Packers website with someone wasn't even asking a question about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you go look it up, and, and Mark Murphy took it upon himself to bring up Aaron Rodgers. and Dividing the fan say, base. Yeah, dividing the fan base, that comment. I mean, it wasn't, even the question, it wasn't even a question. It was a statement to Mark Murphy, and it had nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. So, like, as much as I want to say, yeah, maybe he didn't mean to do it, well, guess what? His job is to mean to say the right things, not the wrong things. How could so, James Jones fix this, Jeff? I mean, he's saying that he can get in a room and with, with everybody and fix it. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't I, want to be the mediator of that situation. I, like, I, I Aaron Rodgers, that guy has, he's, he's too smart. He's going to ultimately do what he wants to do. I, I don't see mediation of any kind. I think he's going to decide what he wants and what's best for him. And he's going to say, this is what I need to come back. I don't know what that is or when that is. And he's going to make that decision. But, and I, by the way, I'll say this, Rich. I think he does play for the Packers this year. It doesn't make, logis- it doesn't make logistical sense for him to sit out uh, based on the money, based on the legacy, based on all of these things. I understand he's a prideful person, but he is also a person of self-interest. And I think that he ultimately will see that playing this year, even if it's his last, is in his best self-interest. Jeff, uh, I appreciate the time, man. Let's uh, let's keep chatting. Thanks, let's keep Thanks chatting. Always, you be well. Appreciate you take you. care. Thanks, brother. You bet. That's yep. Jeff Darlington. I follow him on Twitter. You should follow him, too, at Jeff Darlington. All right, we'll take a break. It's been two days since I've talked about Aaron Rodgers, and uh, you know I'm I've got like, that I've like got shaking. that issue. I'm, yeah. I mean I can't even handle it. You're feeding right I now. I can't even. I mean, like literally, I've got that shakes underneath the, underneath the desk with my my legs keep going. Rich needs more cowboy. Well, that. I mean, I missed it yesterday. Got I, got to, I got to jump right in. That's next. <laughs> it's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You and your dad watch football, and, and for years this has been going on? It's probably been only been, maybe, it's just been recently, maybe the last three years. Okay, or something like so that. what happens? We sit around, we watch the game, mm -hmm. uh, and whenever they uh, have a, uh, a shot of a head coach. The cutaway. The cutaway. Mm -hmm. We like to guess mm -hmm. what that individual is like as a stepfather. <laughs> Brockman, who's up first? Who do we have up first here? First up. Alabama head coach, Nick, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. What is he, what would, taking a look at Nick Saban. Nick Saban is yeah. the kind of stepfather that regardless of how uh, different he may seem to you, mm -hmm. in every single Christmas card yes. photo, his hair has been the exact same <laughs> since, the, since he married your mother. He's also the kind of stepfather that wears uh, uh, dress pants and then a, you know, a, a white tank top undershirt. <laughs> All the time, <laughs> unless he leaves the house and then he puts on the dress shirt. Ohio State head coach, oh, yeah. Urban Meyer. What sort of stepdad would Urban Meyer be? Urban Meyer is really the kind of stepfather that's just always kind of confused <laughs> and is really can never remember anybody's name. He'll always call Bobby Stevie yes. and Stevie Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. That's Who's not up? Jimmy, Dad. That's... Uh, <laughs> That's Bobby. Whatever. Former 49er head coach, current Michigan head coach, oh, no. Jim oh. Harbaugh. Be gentle here. You'd be having a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. You think it's going really great. Mm -hmm. And then he just all of a sudden gets a look on his face and he goes, what was that? <laughs> and your heart just goes into your throat and you think you've, you, you've said something horribly wrong. 
and you instantly start thinking about all the things that you could possibly yeah. be getting in trouble sure. for. Do we have Tom Sula? Do we yeah, have we Tom? have a bonus line. Yeah, you got Tom Sula? You I've, got, got, oh, this, yeah, I've got what this about, one. What I got about your current one. Niner head coach? He is the kind of guy that we, he will be having a conversation with you, and he'll never be looking at you. And uh, he'll be going, how was your day? You got a good day? And you start telling him how your day was. And then he'll always go, hey, honey, what's for dinner? <laughs> No matter what you're talking about, so you can me, be bearing can I, can we your try? soul. Can we try? Yeah, you'd be bearing your soul. Yeah. So uh, hold on a minute. So um, I'll be I'll be your stepson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how, uh, Richie, how, how was the day? That was great, uh, Dad. Let me tell you about what was going on. Hey, in honey, have you seen the clicker? <laughs> Where's the clicker? <laughs> I got. Sorry, Richie. No, no. I just was telling you about what I was doing in school. Me, me, and my friends, we had this great time. Hey, did you throw out the paper, honey? <laughs> I, I didn't finish that crossword puzzle. You gotta have a talk with your mother. Oh, <laughs> uh, Colin Hanks. Love that man. Best. Oh, the best. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial right back here on the Rich Eisen Show on NBC Sports on Peacock and then this uh, Rich Eisen Show radio station. Okay. So, uh, yet another um, volley of promotion for the Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, Bryson DeChambeau match set up for uh, the week after July 4th, right? The 6th. The 6th in Montana. Montana. In uh, in Montana. And so, God bless Phil, man. He's got the he's got the the PGA Championship. He's got the Wanamaker Trophy, right? In his back seat. Today's his birthday. It's his birthday today. He's turning 51 today. He's at Torrey Pines in his native San Diego trying to win that U.S. Open. Finally add that to the case. He'll have a career grand slam. Career slam. And what's he doing? What's he doing the Tuesday before? I'm assuming it was it was live. I assume they did it live. I'm assuming it could have been from like three weeks ago. Who the hell knows? I doubt it because Rogers was wearing something that Definitely was a message for whom and what it was is open to interpretation is everything that he's doing right now. Okay, do we have a soundbite from this? Uh, yes, this so uh, Brian Anderson, uh, Turner's yes. very talented. Yes. Uh, he was kind of hosting this okay. with four guys. Okay, and, uh, and, and, and he asked Rodgers, yeah, what have you been up to? Okay, let's hear. Very nice. Well, let's go from one quarterback to the other. Aaron Rodgers, the reigning MVP of the NFL. Aaron some Hawaiian resort set up there. It looks like you're having a great time. You've really kept a low profile this offseason. I've hardly seen your name at all. You haven't hosted any TV shows or been in and involved in any kind of controversy or anything. It's been a nice, peaceful offseason for you, it sounds like, AR. It's been, yeah, it's, thank you, BA. It's been one of those quiet offseasons you just dream about where you can just kind of go through your process uh, on your own quietly and um, you know, that's all you can ask for as an older player in the league and someone who's been around for a long time and just enjoys that time to yourself to just relax, to not be bothered, to not have any obligations or anything going on. And, you know, I think that's what this offseason has been about. It's been about really enjoying my time and spending it where I want to spend it and not feeling like I have to go anywhere, not having any responsibilities, but still being an NFL player. At the same time, it's been great. I love this guy, man. I do. I love. I, I do love him. I do love him. What an answer. I do. I do love him. Okay, let's take it one at a time. He blurred his background. He doesn't want us to know where he is. Yeah. Okay. Blurred the background. I don't know. He's blurred the background. Everybody else didn't blur their background. He's the only blurred background. Yeah. Okay. 
Looked like he was on a deck or something. It was like you know what? It, he, he could he, he, maybe, foliage. maybe, yeah. Okay. You know, Brian Anderson is a longtime Brewers announcer, so I'm sure they, you know, the B A A R thing was, you know, not just I think him being familiar just for the sake of it. They, you know, so uh, and and I just I I I I love the offend. I'm offended sweatshirt or shirt T-shirt or whatever it was. I'm offended. Perfectly cut above the. That's great. No, that's great. And 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 I don't know if that is his indication that he was offended by. Anything that the Packers have said or done, most recently the complicated fella comment from Mark Murphy or the he's divided the fan base comment from Mark Murphy, in between which those two comments Mark Murphy said, the less said the better. Or maybe he's poking fun at the media, which is reading into everything like he's blurred his background. His hair slicked back. Like, what's I going mean, on? He's I, been doing that lately, too, and it's I, I great. <laughs> and by the way, he has lived his life like that. Like, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I'm like, hanging with the tellers. He's and my, it. my fiance. Yeah. I'm, I'm chasing waterfalls and <laughs> smoking pacalolo, bro. Whatever. I, I mean, whatever he's doing, it's great. <laughs> whatever he's doing. But did you hear also said, and also be an NFL player, too? He's an NFL player, not a Jeopardy host. Right. He's an NFL player. Better he's not retiring, he's not yeah. going anywhere. Every single time he speaks, we want some sort of definitive answer. He gives us nothing. Nothing. <laughs> to use the Khan phrase from the Wrath of Khan, let them eat static. That's what we're doing as he turns the heat up. Meanwhile, James Jones, my colleague in the NFL Network, the NFL Media Group, he's, he's saying he could fix this thing. I mean, he's not saying I alone can fix it. He hasn't done the whole Trump thing, but... <laughs> He's saying he can fix this thing. He can get in the room. He can get Aaron Rodgers in the room. It's who's told him it's fixable. Now he also says it's complicated, which means it's complicated and yet fixable. I don't know. I would love it to be fixable. I'd love it to be fixable. Because I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. There's no question in my mind if Aaron Rodgers wants to win a Super Bowl in 2021, the place to be is Green Bay. Now, he has every right to sit there and say his opponent in Montana on July the 6th and his opponent in the NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field went elsewhere after two decades and won it all. Denver does not have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin Denver does not have an offense where he could bring his tight end buddy in that he won championships with. That's not there. They do have an old school warhorse defensive head coach. I mean, Bruce Arians is an old school warhorse offensive head coach. True. Brady also went there in the spring. Aaron's going to have to go there if he gets his way, if this is what he wants, which is an exit visa to a spot where he can have his Peyton Manning finish and he can have his Brady finish as a fellow GOAT quarterback, right? He could he could do that. I don't think Denver is Tampa 2.0 roster-wise. Now, look. I saw Tampa 1.0 roster-wise two weeks before the end of the 2019 season. 
I called their game against the Houston Texans when the Texans won the division and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers watched Jameis Winston start the game with a pick six that got called back only to throw another one actually that didn't and then finish the game by throwing an interception to wrap the game up and talk about how things can change, you know, snap cut now to the current moment. The Bucks are the defending world champs and the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson are in the proverbial world of poop that Private Pyle once talked about. <laughs> so anything can change. But the best spot for Aaron Rodgers to win it all in 2021 is also the spot where he is familiar with everything that goes on. Maybe too familiar. So the latest on all of this is there is no latest. I don't know what my friend James Jones is talking about, that he can get in a room and fix it. Like what? What's to fix? What What's to fix that, that the head of the entire organization and the grocery shopper who, despite starting a clock on Rodgers' endgame scenario that Rodgers didn't see coming, has gotten the full vo- vo- vote of confidence from the head of the organization. Those two guys apparently have flown off like what's to what like what what needs to be fixed? That's the question that James Jones says he can go in and fix it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. The best place for him to win is in Green Bay. Certainly I shouldn't say that. Certainly if Denver's the other option, with all due respect to Denver. And I should I, I and I Yeah. I, I you know. He can go there, and he can make some chicken salad out of whatever the offense has looked like the last few years, and he can make the greatest chicken salad in the history of chicken salad. He can do that. But Mike Evans and Chris Godwin went to the Pro Bowl together the year before Brady showed up, and Gronk walked in through the door, and Antonio Brown walked in through the door, and Leonard Fournette walked in through the door. And Arians already is attached to the hip of the quarterback. I mean, Vic Fangio is not. So I think it gets fixed just because I think this is the best case scenario. And then it'll be a a swan song. I mean, you know, there's no question about that. Certainly if Rodgers doesn't sign a huge deal to come back, which I think needs to happen in order to save face and fix it. But that also didn't look like a guy who cared about saving face. He was just caring about blurring his background <laughs> and wearing a sweatshirt for us to talk about it because that's all he wants right now. Just turn up the heat. Keep turning it up. Hour number two, Kendrick Perkins when we come back as Hawaii news gets worse. Oh, boy. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show on Peacock and this radio network. I'll bite. You just got in my ear and say, tease, Kawhi News gets worse. What yeah, is it? Yeah, Shams just tweeted a minute ago, Clippers fear Kawhi Leonard has suffered an ACL oh. injury. He is out indefinitely. <laughs> I don't, I mean, that is. Um, it sucks. It's awful. I mean, it's something it else. Brutal. 
Because that's not we're not just talking about now. We're talking about next yeah, we're season. Talking about yeah. I mean, this is well an ACL injury. I mean, there's a lot of room there. Is it a tear? Is it a strain? Yeah, a lot like, of room. So a lot of well, room I mean, to maneuver. ACL. I've never heard of an ACL strain. Yeah, I'm just hoping for the best. No, an ACL <laughs> means that's the ACL, and then that's something that requires a significant amount of rehab. And as you know, we're already late in the game. I mean, usually right now we're 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 seeing somebody with a parade. Not like wondering when's the Western and Eastern Conference Finals going to start, mm-hmm. and the NBA season is going to start when the NBA season starts normally anyway. It is starting on time, like right third so, week of October. Yeah. So you're you're talking about the entire next season could be missed too. Yeah, I mean he's back maybe All Star. And what does that mean for his contract? If he wants to opt out, does somebody actually do what the Nets did with Durant? We'll sign you now, and we'll see you later. He's not going to opt out. I would say his chances are now next to zero. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe no. Someone. Do you think the Nets? He's going to leave. Do you think the Nets are right now happy that they signed Durant? Well, yes, obviously, and just gave him a year to get back from his Achilles. That somebody's not. uh, I don't know, man. Why wouldn't Kawhi still opt out? All right, hold on. See what's what. I'm just going to hold out to see what exactly what the problem is for. No, I'm looking. Dude. You know how this works. You know how this works. All right, works. so Kawhi's player option it, deadline of August 1st is for $36 million next year. Another team wouldn't pay him $36 million? Or I guess that might be a bird rule where he gets he gets more with the Clippers than anyone else. Guys, he's not going anywhere. Maybe. Okay. He's not. And... We got Miyagi Do Karate working on him right now. He's getting the knee rubbed. I mean, if it's Pat Riley says, "Hey, here's three for one twenty," yeah. it's like, all going to be like fine. Kawhi's going right. to South Beach, bro. And, and what do you think, uh, Mister Balmer would do in that? You think he wouldn't pony up? That's I, that's I, ashtray money, man. I get it. No state tax in Florida. Look, I'm upset now. Just I'm I don't sorry. even know. I'm, I don't, I'm just I'm hurt yeah, right sorry. now. I'm hurt. We're, we're fully vaccinated. We can hug it out. That's yeah, <sighs> fine. Man. All right, we'll take a break. Back with Kendrick Perkins and Rod Carew. Hour two.